Hello, beautiful people. I am so excited to bring to you an exciting event I'm going to be having on August the 4th. It is going to be in the Middle Tennessee area. So if you are around this area, I would love for you to come out. It's called the Forgiveness Brunch. And I started thinking like, why is forgiveness so important? And I was thinking about how forgiveness is one of those things that's hard to do. If someone wrongs us, we innately want to hurt them back. And lots of times that's what we do. Or, you know, we say we've forgiven someone or simply act like we don't care anymore. But in reality, we really do. So right now I've noticed our culture is all about being petty, cutting people off and running from conflict. But in order to live our most authentic, best life, we've got to learn how to work through some of those things. That's what the Forgiveness Brunch is all about. It's about working through our issues with each other, working through our issues with ourselves. You never know who you need to forgive. Sometimes you're your own worst critic and you're holding yourself back. So that's why I am bringing you the Forgiveness Brunch again on August the 4th. Our keynote speaker is a dynamic woman out of Memphis, Tennessee named Dr. Brenda Caldwell. I have three amazing panelists that are going to be on talking about their forgiveness story. That is Brittany Taylor, Quita Jones, and Shaquilla Edder. And I cannot wait for you guys to come out, hear what they've got to say. We're going to have some good music. We're going to turn up a little bit. We're going to have some great food. We're going to have some great fellowship and not to mention unlimited mimosas. So again, August the 4th in the Middle Tennessee area, the Forgiveness Brunch. If you want more information on tickets, go to the website, MissSysternomics.com. That again, that is MissSysternomics.com. Hope to see each and every one of you all there. All right, let's start the show. Miss Systemomics. Miss Systemomics is a weekly podcast that focuses on the three E's educating, encouraging, and empowering listeners on how to live their best authentic life. I'm your host, Ashley Natrice, and let's start the show. What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, your host, Ashley Natrice. Hope you all have had a great week so far. So this week, I was thinking about what does Ashley like? And I hope I don't get too ranty with this. I might a little bit. I'm just going to give you a little heads up right now that this may go a little, you know, sideways. I'm going to try to rein it in. I'm going to try to stay on track. So just forgive me in advance if it goes there because, you know, I've already given you a fair warning that it may go left quickly, but in a good way, I think, I hope. So I was thinking about what I like this week and I've been reflecting on just the feedback that I've gotten from the couple of episodes I've had, feedback on this whole Miss Systemomics journey that I've been on from various people, from the blogs that I've written, from the events I've had, the event that I'm having. And I decided, you know what? This week, Ashley loves, not likes, Ashley loves black men. Yes, this week, Ashley likes slash loves black men. You may be thinking, okay, 
you know, what's going on with this? Why do you say you love black men this week? And I was thinking to myself, in society, we don't always give black men their accolades. There's a lot of negativity around black men. They're seen as threats to the world. They have to worry about being out here every single day, really with a target on their back. They never know who's aiming to hurt them, who's aiming to help them. They're incarcerated for various reasons. They're being shot down for various reasons that there's no justice for them in a lot of ways. They're seen as negative people. They're seen as you know, deadbeat fathers. They're seen as uneducated, unintelligent, not sensitive There's a lot of negativity around the black man. And I feel like as a culture, um, if they're strengthened, if, if they have the ability to walk in the fullness that they are and that God created them to be, then they will be able to lead the black family. And in turn, that will help to change the standards in our culture and help us to move forward. And so some of this is stemming because my mother, I think my mama is the goat, okay? Y'all may get tired of me talking about my mama, but I love my mama. You know, like that J. Cole record at the very end. He's like, mama, oh, my mama. That's me right now. But shout out to my mother. She is getting her doctorate degree and she's doing her dissertation. And I'm not going to tell everything that she's talking about. But a portion of what she's looking at is the statistics around black men in college and why some of them are successful and why some of them are not. And the research never really focuses on successful black men. They graduate half the rate of black women. So right now you may hear the statistics that black women are graduating. We're starting businesses. We are black girl magic, but you know, black men are lagging behind in so many different areas. And there's a reason why, you know, and this isn't the podcast that we're going to get into the reasons why. But I think it's important for us to take some time to celebrate them. They're not all Debbie fathers. There's some great fathers out here that are doing wonderful things in their children's lives. I am blessed to have an amazing, an amazing father. And amazing father figures in my life. There's single fathers out here that may no longer be with the mothers of their children, but they're still holding up their end of the deal and they're doing what they need to do, not just financially, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, being there to help guide and direct their children. And they're they don't get enough love, in my opinion. I'm thinking about the event that I'm having. My first sponsors were black men who told me, Ashley, I love what you're trying to do with this event and I'm going to get behind you and I'm going to do whatever I can to help push it forward. So my sponsorship, the person who's doing my videography, the person who edits this podcast, the person that referred me to the guy who did the music for my podcast, the guy who did the music for my podcast, I just want y'all to understand that there's there's black men out here that are supporting us. There's black men out here that want to see us do well. There's black men out here that are trying to push the culture forward. They're trying to 
stand up and speak out on our behalf, whether that's in higher education and manufacturing and music on Instagram and social media and everything else. There's a lot of negativity out here in the world. There's a lot of negativity seeing, you know, black men beef with each other. Now, I'm not saying I don't kiki a little bit and I don't like a little reality TV and I don't like a little Instagram shade here and there because I do follow the shade room and I do like looking at some of that sometimes. But I think it's a little balance it needs to have its place in the world. You can have the ratchet and you can have the kiki and you can have the laughs and you can have the team petty. But it's also a time and a place to take a look and to celebrate the greatness that is the black man, the strength that's the black man, and the courage that it takes to be a black man out here living and doing everything you can do to provide and to protect and to be a source of leadership for your family when the world is constantly telling you what you aren't and that you're not worth anything and that your life doesn't matter and that you don't matter and you're never going to be able to equate to the white man or another ethnicity because you are a threat to the world. And I just want to celebrate them today. I want to say, man, I love you, black man. It is no shade to anyone who is not black because, you know, that is what it is. But I am a black woman who says that this week she loves black men for everything that they are, for everything that they can be. And you have one black woman who loves and supports you. And I hope that my listeners can do the same. So this week, Ashley loves black men. The song, just everything about it kind of gets me a little pumped up. I'm loving my best life. Okay, so y'all don't want to hear me sing. But welcome to episode three of the Miss Systemomics podcast. And today, if you saw the title, you will know that we are talking about living our best life on today. So shout out to Lil Duvall for that song. It is hitting. I downloaded it. I've been listening to it all weekend, so I thought, let me throw it in here at the beginning of the podcast this week. Hopefully, iTunes ain't going to be checking for your girl and come on here and hear my little clip and take down this episode. Let's cross our fingers, pray to the good Lord that that does not happen. I don't think it will, but, you know, I thought it'd be a little nice added feature to the beginning of the podcast this week. So I'm super excited to come to you guys talk about living your best life. 
And if you listen to the rest of the song, um, and sometimes on Instagram, he talks about positivity and things of that nature. And I am all about the positive vibes. Like I am all about making sure that, you know, you're operating in the uh, cliche, like I'm doing little air quotes here, you know, the um, living your best authentic life with positive people around, you know, positive, good vibes only. I am only operating at the highest frequency possible. You know, those like people who like to do that type of stuff, you know, have those types of sayings. And and those are cool because I do feel like you should surround yourself by positive people. You should be operating at a higher frequency level. Cool. That's good. Like, you know, no negativity in your life. Positive vibes only. I'm all for that. But the thing that I think sometimes people leave out is the fact that you have to be a positive person yourself. You are what you attract. So if you only have, um, negativity in your life, you may need to take a look at yourself and see, um, excuse me, ma'am, what am I attracting? Am I attracting positive people? What vibes am I giving off? Am I operating at a higher frequency? You may be really quick to uh, point out the downfalls of the people around you, um, but sometimes you got to take a look at yourself to make sure that you are aligning yourself up with the right people that can make you better, right? You want to make sure that you're around people who push you to grow and and that stretch you to help make you better. But you also got to make sure that you're taking the necessary steps yourself to um, attract those positive people, those higher frequency people. And so today we're going to talk about five things to help you get to your best life. So this this isn't everything that I think you should do, but I just wanted to kind of keep this pretty simple and high level overview. Um, And then down the road, maybe get into some more things, get into a little bit more detail. But I do pride myself on having this podcast be centered around living your best authentic life. And I understand that that's going to be different for everybody. So when I tell you these things, um, I try to give you general information, but a lot of the information I'm going to give to you is going to be based on my own experience and and my own trials and tribulations and things that I've dealt with, because I feel like in order to live your best authentic life, you have to keep it real with people. You have to be transparent with people. You have to tell them the good, the bad, and the ugly, because um, nobody wants to sit up here and listen to fluff like nobody wants to sit up here and listen to someone who talks about having it all together and they act like they've never gone through anything because that's not relatable and that's not what I would want to listen to myself so I want to make sure that I'm bringing you content and bringing you information that I myself would want to take a listen to it would want to learn from and you know sometimes we're our own best teachers like if you go to church the pastor sometimes says you know if I ain't preaching to nobody else I'm preaching to myself so a lot of times when I'm having conversations conversations with you guys and I'm talking about different topics like I'm talking to you but I'm talking to myself because sometimes I need to take my own advice because I pray every single time I sit down in front of this mic to talk to you guys and I really hope and pray that God continues to talk to me talk to you guys through me and sometimes he's talking to me and I gotta go back and listen and check myself on some of the things that I'm having conversations with you guys about so the five things that um I think will help get you to your best life are number one, you have to understand that you are in control of your destiny. 
So as a, a Christian person, I understand that God knows everything that's going to happen in my life, right? He knows the good. He knows the bad. He knows the people that are going to stay in my life. He knows the people that are going to walk away from me. He knows the trials, the tribulations. He knows the grief I'm going to go through. He knows the highs, the lows. You know, he knows about the next job promotion I may get, or he knows about the setback that I may be on my way to encounter. He knows all, but the great thing about God is that he has given us free will. He has given us free will to make our own decisions. And he hopes that we seek him in that decision making. He hopes that we're going to um, look for the signs from him and seek his guidance and his counsel and the decisions that we make. But we're human and he knows that. And we don't always follow everything that he tells us to do. Sometimes he says, go left and we go right. And, you know, that's just a part of the spiritual and the Christian journey that we don't always abide by everything that God says, but he gives us free will. So if we do make those mistakes, he gives us grace and mercy to bounce back from that. So when I say you are in control of your destiny, I'm not saying that God doesn't have his hand in it. I'm just saying that he's going to give you free will to make your own decisions. And then he's going to um, let you know that there are consequences for those decisions. And a lot of times um, what we may find ourselves doing is seeking out outside information or relying upon outside factors to determine what we can do in life. So we set limits on ourselves. If we've never been exposed to maybe going to another country, you may not ever think that I can go to another country and enjoy that country. You know, you may have these circumstances in your life that have help hold you back from going to get your degree or pursuing that business venture or doing it whatever it is that you think that you would want to do and you hope and you dream but you hold yourself back because you feel like well maybe I don't have the funds to start the business maybe I don't have the right contacts to start the business maybe I don't know how to post on Instagram or I don't know the right technology to use or all of these different excuses of outside factors instead of you just getting up and getting it done and figuring out a way to do it, you hold yourself back. And then when you find yourself not necessarily accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish, then there's the excuse that, you know, well, I didn't have the money. I didn't know the right people. I didn't have the right parents. I didn't have the right people um, backing me. No one supported me. No one did this for me. No one did that for me. I don't have this job because of this. I didn't go to school. I didn't get a degree. You know, all of these different things is the reason why you can't do something when he gives you free will and he gives you the ability to use the tools that he's given you, which are your mind and your passion and your determination and your consistency and your persistency. There's so many things that we don't even think about tapping into. If you know you're a resilient person, tap into that resilience to make your dreams come true for you. Remember that you are in control of this. No one else's decision making should have an impact on what you get up and you go do for yourself. No one else has the key to your happiness. You hold the key to your happiness. You know, it's always like, well, I'll be happy when I have a million dollars. I'll be happy when, you know, my kids graduate and I got some more time to myself and I can do some self-care at that point in time. I'll be happy when I get a husband. I'll be happy when X, Y, Z. But you can choose to be happy right now. You can choose to do the things that you want to do right now is your choice. No one else holds the key to your happiness.
happiness. Just like no one else's no holds the key to you reaching your your goals and your destiny and your dreams. I think about the line of work that I'm in and I'm in sales. And I think one of the things that I have learned the most from this is that you can get a whole lot of no's in life. So I have been in sales for over 10 years and I have gotten many, 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 many more no's than I have gotten yeses. But what started to happen for me in the beginning, I got so many no's. People would hang up on me. People didn't want to talk to me. You know, people weren't trying to hear what I was trying to say. And that would be so deflating, right? No's are so deflating. Waiting on other people to give you a yes is so deflating. Once I realize that, okay, people gonna tell me no. Everybody's not gonna want everything that I have for them. Everyone's not gonna want to buy everything that I'm selling to them. But once I get that right person that says yes to me, now things have changed. You know, now I'm in business. Now I'm just gonna try to get through all those no's as quickly as I can. You know, you tell me no, you tell me no, you tell me no. Cool, cool. Because I know I am on my way. Statistics are going to say, like, I can only get so many no's before I can get a yes. And once I get that yes, I'm confident and I'm ready to move on to the next yes. And so that's what you got to do when you think about being in control of your destiny. You may not be where you want to be right now, and that's okay. Just keep making the baby steps to work towards where you want to be. And if you get knocked down, if you get pushed off of course, remember that you are just one. One no away from your next yes. I hope that makes sense. Like you got to go through some things to get to the yes. You got to go through some things to get to your destiny. And in order to live your best authentic life, you got to learn how to take those no's. You got to learn how to take those trials and those tribulations. And you got to always remember, hey, I'm in control of this. So regardless of what else is happening around me, you know, I may get knocked down now, but there's a yes on the way. So number one is remember you are in control of your destiny. Number two is to stop seeking validation from other people. Other people's validation doesn't always do anything for you. Now, don't get me wrong. You need other people to help guide you and direct you. And you need to seek the counsel of other people because a lot of times other people have been where you want to be. But what tends to happen at times is that you start to compare yourself to that person. You start to compare your journey to that person's journey. And you guys have had totally, completely different experiences in life. Their experience isn't going to be the same as yours. So you can seek guidance guidance and counsel from them, but don't try to mirror what they do. I can speak to this because I remember when I was, um, first starting out with trying to get my business together last year. And I purchased probably three or four courses. I was always on the internet, y'all. I was always on somebody's conference call, always on somebody's podcast, listening to somebody's book, listening to all of these experts trying to tell me, this is how many times you should post on Instagram. This is how many um, blog posts you should have a week. This is what your graphics should look like. This is this, this is that. You know, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. You need to be in this chat room. You need to be doing this discussion. You know, it was just all of this information and I'm an information junkie. So I was soaking all of that stuff in. And what I realized was 
I was starting to create this business that didn't necessarily look like me. It started to look like all of those gurus that I was following. So I had to take a step back and say, okay, I can seek their advice and their counsel because they've been where I want to be. But I had to keep this thing unique to me. I have to keep this thing unique to what Ashley wants her business to look like. What does Mrs. Sonomis look like? And what does Ashley want it to look like? So I had to stop seeking out that validation. I was asking like all of these questions to get clarification on, but what did you do to do this? And what did you do to do that? And that was good because I wanted the information, but I had to stop and remember what was my destiny? What did I want my my life to look like? What did I want my business to look like? So sometimes in life, what we do is we seek out validation from other people. We seek out the opinions of other people. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we can't let their opinions and their expertise in the information that they give us start to make our dreams look more like their dreams and less like our dreams. Because then it's not authentic, right? You're getting up every day to live a life, whether that's with your children, with your husband, with your career, with the hobbies that you do, you may be getting up every single day living someone else's life because you've been following what they do because their life looks so great on Instagram and on Facebook, or, you know, you've read the blogs or their pod, listen to their podcasts or to um, their audio books and you trying to mimic their life and it's not in alignment with what God has for you in your life. So do not seek outside validation from other people because that's not authentic to you. That's authentic to them. The third thing is you have to have honesty and vulnerability to equal authenticity. So honesty and vulnerability equals authenticity. You have to be honest with yourself about who you are. You have to keep it real with yourself. And then you have to be vulnerable. Last week, we talked about the black woman, superwoman syndrome. And um, I was chatting with my big sister this weekend. We went to brunch and I was telling her like how it's so difficult for me to be vulnerable sometimes. It's so hard for me to open myself up to be vulnerable. It's almost like um, if it's something new for me, like if I really want it, like if I want happiness with someone in particular, if I want a new career or if I want a new job or if I want, you know, something that I'm really desiring, something that I'm really passionate about, something I want to see shift in my life. It really takes a lot of self-coaching for me to open up and be vulnerable to saying I want that. Because instead of wanting the disappointment of it not happening, I'll be like, well, you know, we'll see. Now, how's the event going? It's It's going okay. Now, how many people are coming out? And I may tell them how many people coming out and like well it's gonna be a great event I'm like yeah we'll see I I think it's gonna be good instead of like standing in the fact that I want my event to be good and claiming and declaring like my event is gonna be bomb my event is gonna be everything that I want it to be it's always this little person in the back of my head is like we'll see so if it doesn't quite turn out how I want it to turn out then I'm not disappointed and so I have to constantly tell myself no you want this you want this event to to go well. You want this friendship to be stronger. You want this relationship to be stronger. You want to, whatever it is that I'm trying to do at that point in time, when I really, really want something, that's when that person kicks in in my head and it's like, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. There's no strength and we'll see. There's strength in yes, I want this or no, I don't want this. And so you've got to be honest with yourself about what you want in life. 
If you want to make a million dollars, stand firm in the fact that you want to make a million dollars. It doesn't really matter what nobody else has to say about it. If you want to build a business, if you want to change careers and you're 50 years old, it doesn't matter what anyone else's uh, opinion is of that. Stand firm in the fact that that's what you want because you're being honest with yourself about what you want and then open yourself up for that vulnerability to allow yourself to sit in it and be open okay with what it is that you want and not try to deter yourself from getting that because you're afraid of rejection or disappointment or it not working out. Living authentically is saying that this is what I want and I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to open myself up. I am going to let all the negative energy go. I'm going to let all the self-doubt go and I'm going to allow myself to stand in the firmness of saying that this is what I want for my life. So number three is honesty plus vulnerability equals authenticity. And number four is connection. Connection to yourself. You have to know yourself really well to live an authentic life. You have to know what it is you want, what it is that you don't want, your boundaries, your limits, the things that you're going to tolerate, the things you're not going to tolerate. It's being okay with being exactly who you are. It's like when I get home, sometimes I realize that I have worn so many different faces that day. You know, I've worn corporate Ashley face or I've worn, you know, the church leadership face. I've worn the Ashley's is a daughter face or Ashley is a sister face or Ashley is a friend face or Ashley is Miss Systemics face. You know, sometimes I got to strip all those faces off when I get to the house and just be like, you know, Ashley, who is ready to kind of, you know, take the makeup off, tie my hair up, uh, throw on some sweats and lay around. And that's who I am, Who the girl who sits in here and talks to herself all the time. Like, that's the reason why I said, hey, I think I may be pretty decent in a podcast because I like to talk to myself. I just be walking around the house having a full-blown conversation with myself and y'all may be judging me for that, but it's the truth, you know? So being who I am, my goofy, quirky, weird, nerdy self, like I had to get to a point where I was okay with being her and, and letting other people see that side of me not the polished always seemingly got it together face that I learned to put on like let me just be who I am witty sarcastic say things that she ain't got no business saying sometimes be her just be her and it took some time for me to get to that point where I was fully comfortable and connected to who I am that came through spirituality understanding that God is going to accept me for just as I am and so I should surround myself with other people who accept me for who I am gave myself permission to to be who I am, flaws and all. And so connectivity to who you are authentically will help you start to live your most authentic life. And lastly, number five is to enjoy life. Y'all, you gotta go out here and live a little. Don't let fear stop you from living your truth. If you like to travel, go travel. Don't wait on someone else to go with you. Like one of the things that I really want to do is to take a solo trip somewhere because I love to travel and I'm may not always have people that want to go with me and that shouldn't stop me from going to see the world. It shouldn't stop me from going to different countries or going to a different state and booking, you know, a hotel and get myself around. I travel all the time by myself when it comes to business. So I don't know why I don't think I can travel by myself when it comes to pleasure. So that's one of the things on my bucket list is that I want to enjoy life and I want to go out here and travel solo by myself and enjoy some me time. So I know 
know I talked about the solo traveling and things of that nature when it comes to enjoying life. And I think it is extremely important to include enjoying life when it comes to travel or whatever other hobbies it is that you like to do. Whether you like to write, you like to cook, you like to spend time with your friends and family. All of that is a part of enjoying life. But I think there's an element of enjoying life that goes a little deeper than sometimes what we think about. And I think the element of enjoying life that we need to remind ourselves of is the element of gratitude. Can you really enjoy your life and live an authentic life if you're not grateful for the things that God has blessed you with. If you're not grateful for even the smallest things like breathing, right? I think about when you have a cold and you're all stopped up and your throat is scratchy and you're coughing. And if you're anything like me, you're just thinking, Lord, please, like, if you just let me breathe, if you just let these two nostrils open up, I promise you, you know, I'm going to be so grateful to be able to breathe normal. But what happens as soon as the cold is gone, you may think about being able to breathe normally for, you know, a day or so. After that, you're back to doing your own thing. You don't even really remember how it felt when you were stopped up. Those little moments are things that I think we need to pay more attention to. Being grateful for the smallest things, being grateful for the ability to walk and to move our limbs. You never had that taken away from you. You may not be as grateful for having the ability to do that because you don't think about it as much, right? So gratitude, I think, is an element of enjoying life that we don't always consider, that we don't always think about. And gratitude comes with living authentically because I don't know if you can really live an authentic life if you're not appreciative of the stage of life that you're in. I was watching this video of Jada Pinkett Smith talking to 27 and a 24 year old. And she was just telling them, you know, when I was at your age, I thought my life was going to look like this. And I thought I was going to be doing that. And, you know, you have all these expectations for your life and everything that's going to happen in it. And I think you tend to wish some of your current life away in hopes and in, in dreaming about the life that you're going to have to come. And I can speak to it because I know in my own experience, I am a few months shy of my 31st birthday. And I remember being in my early 20s, mid 20s, shoot, some, uh, it may have been a couple of years ago, where all I could think about was my life to come, you know, the next job and the next promotion, the next bump in salary, uh, the husband, the child or the children, all of these things were on my mind. I wasn't really enjoying the stage of life that I was in. Now, I think I have a different perspective on life where I want to live authentically. I want to be able to wake up every morning and truly enjoy the stage of life that I'm in. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I'm just more comfortable and confident in who I'm becoming or if it's just life experiences that have taught me to be more grateful for the life that I'm in now. But I really try to watch myself from wishing away my current season. I try to embrace it and to enjoy it. 
I am a single woman with no children and I am enjoying the fact that I'm a single woman with no children. I'm enjoying the fact that I have the ability to go and come as I please and to spend my money how I want to spend it. My situation may not necessarily be your situation, but I think we have to be grateful for the season that God has us in now because I know hopefully that, you know, five 10 years from now, my season won't look like this anymore. Maybe I will be married. Maybe I will have children. And I hope at that point in time, I can look back on this season and say, girl, you did everything that you wanted to do. When you were single with no children, you enjoyed your life. You enjoyed that moment. You took it in. You sat in the house by yourself with no kids running around, no husband asking you to cook. You enjoyed that moment in your life. So now you have the ability to enjoy this new season. Your season may not look like my season, but I would tell you to enjoy the moment. Enjoy the season that you're in. Take it in. Every day is a new day. No day looks the same. And sometimes we just get so focused on what's to come, what's next, that we wish away the season that we're in. And we don't take the time to truly enjoy what we have going on right now. So I would say that enjoying life is going to have a good time with your girlfriends, do a little turn up, have a little twerk session, enjoying vacations and solo vacations and family vacations and buying the Louis, the Prada, the whatever else you want to buy. That's a part of enjoying life if that's what you like to do. Spending time with your family, spending time with your children, all of that is a part of enjoying life and you have to define that for yourself. But also remember that enjoying life has an element of gratitude and be grateful for the season that God has you in now. Be grateful for the seasons that he's teaching you different things and he's preparing you for whatever next stage that you have. And so Enjoying life is what we all define for ourselves, but I think that living in the moment is the best thing that you can do. Enjoy it because tomorrow truly, truly is not promised to each of us. So let's do a quick wrap up. I just want to go back and talk about the five things that we discussed today. The first thing to living your best authentic life is understanding that you are in control of your destiny. The second thing is to stop seeking validation from other people. The third thing is that honesty plus vulnerability equals authenticity. The fourth thing is connection, connection to yourself. And the last thing is to enjoy life. You guys, I hope that these um, five things have resonated with you. Hopefully you can relate to them. Let me know. Join the Facebook group. It is Miss Sustanomics Podcast on Facebook so we can continue the discussion. I would love to know you guys' thoughts on the episode today. And as the good brother Lil Duval says... Hey, I ain't going back and forth with you. Living my best life. Hey, I ain't going back and forth with you. Living my best life. Y'all live your best life. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for checking out this week's show. To keep up with me, check me out on Facebook at Miss Systemomics, on Instagram at Miss.Systemomics, and on the website where you can ask questions, MissSystemomics.com. Until next time.